Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm James. And welcome to the Cornwall Property Podcast, where every week we bring you the latest news, hot topics and guidance around the Cornwall property market. Stay tuned to be informed, inspired and to have any of your property-related questions answered by trusted local property professionals. Welcome back. I'm Dan. I'm James. And this is the Cornwall Property Podcast. This is episode 29. It's our market update episode. So this is the episode where we will give you a couple of news articles that have caught our eyes in over the last week. And we also will bring you our two property picks of the week. So I have a commercial property that's currently on the market and empty that I think will be a great opportunity to bring some property to the market um, for some residential housing. Nice. And James has got a residential property as well. So we'll share those with you too. So for those that are regular listeners, you know <coughs> our our motivation and our ambition is to help as much as we possibly can, just educate, inform, inspire you guys to get involved with property where you possibly can, hopefully in Cornwall. And we have got an awful crisis going on at the minute. There's over 21,500 people currently on the emergency housing register for Cornwall, and there's just not enough housing for these people. So we want to hopefully inspire you guys to get involved with property to help bring some old unencumbered, dilapidated commercial properties or unencumbered already residential properties to the market to help these people as best we possibly can. So, James, how can people get in touch with us? They can go very easily to our website, cornwallpropertypodcast.com. Scroll to the bottom of the front page there and they can send us a message. Or as many as you do, as I always say, go onto our Facebook. Don't forget us, uh, forget to like us. And uh, yeah, send us a message on there. We are here waiting for your questions. And uh, hey, we're in this all together, trying to sort out this uh, crisis. So why wouldn't we help? Uh, and that's what the podcast is all about, helping these people find homes in the local community. For sure. So just cracking on with the articles now, that one thing that I... I am really ambitious um, and passionate about is the quality of living, as is James. So it's all really good having properties, but if they're a really poor, awful condition, unsafe condition, an unhealthy condition, it, it does it does no one any favors whatsoever. And who would want to live there? And you shouldn't be allowed, expecting. If you, the way I see it is, if I wouldn't live there, I should not be letting other people live there. That's that, that's a kind of level that I'd like to think that we work at, James. Now. With that in mind, energy efficiency is a key one, and it's something that is being drummed, drummed, drummed loudly now, as much as loud as it's ever been drummed. Really, um, the energy efficiency drum that is. So, energy efficiency. What do we mean by this? It's simply trying to reduce energy bills. So, how do we reduce energy bills? If you think about it, is when you heat your home, you heat your home, and if your home isn't very thermally efficient. The heat is just going to be sapped through windows, doors, walls, roofs. You're going to lose the heat really quickly. And the issue is, if you lose heat really quickly, what have you got to do? You've got to put the heating back on. Again, heat the pro- do the process again. But because it's continually losing that heat throughout the property so, so quickly, you're just spending more and more money just heating this air that is just going all the time. So the idea and the theory is that if we can better insulate our properties for a first on the first instance so make the walls the roofs the floors more thermally efficient it slows down that heat loss well if it slows down the heat loss it means we're not using the heating as much as we were previously if we're not using it as much as we were previously it's not going to be costing us as much so another way of looking at it is okay once you've insulated to the best of your possible ability we then need to try and manipulate and uh, engineer our heating to a really efficient way. So it might be that the, the the electric heaters that you've got are really not thermally efficient. They're really inefficient. So you've got to try and find why. Is there an electric heater that we can find that is more efficient, which 
what would that mean? Well, it's not using as much power to get the heat out or it's not heating at silly times of the day like the old traditional night storage heaters would have been. So these are just things to just start thinking about. So the idea is that if we're not using as much heating uh, and as much energy, then it makes us far more energy efficient. Our bills will be decreased and it makes our properties more valuable and they're going to be looked after better as well and they're going to be lasting far, far longer. They're not getting moldy and, and damp and horrible. So it, it, there's just so many benefits to do it. What are the negatives? It costs quite a bit of money and it can be quite intrusive, this sort of works. So the government are putting in lots of opportunities and grants and things for us to, to try and incentivize us and help us to do this work because they want us to use less energy. They want us to decrease the bills and they're trying to go zero carbon. They, they keep drumming exactly, that. I, yeah. It's going to be a long, long time until we get there. I put that much. But yes, yeah, so this is basically generally where we're going. Now, there are a lot of articles and I've, I've referenced two today that I don't want to bore you into sleep, but it's really, really insightful that I think it's so, so important that we try and think now logically, where can we improve our properties? And there's legislation in place now. If you're a landlord, your property needs to be up to a particular standard and level by, I think it was 2025. So you need to try and get your properties up to a C by that time, EPC rating wise. And that's not easy, but... If you start planning ahead now and start putting in place some of these these opportunities and the grants that are on offer, it can really, really help. And it's in your interest as a landlord to do this, I really do feel. And also, if it's just your residential, it's in your interest to do this if you can, because it's going to lower your bills. And we all know how ridiculous the bills are getting now. So just what I've got a couple of articles here. That's me kind of rabbling on and um, with how trying to just kind of paint the picture for you. But the, I've got two articles that I relate to here, and both articles, again, the links you can be can be accessed on the show notes, but one article is from Letting Agents Today, and what they're saying is that they're trying to encourage landlords, letting agents generally, are trying to encourage landlords to, to get better energy efficiency in their properties. So there's new boiler schemes available, and these come into effect at the start of June this year, so tw June 2022, and it's an opportunity for, for landlords to, to improve their properties and actually get some support in doing so. Now... But again, I've mentioned the, the benefits, but landlords across England and Wales, um, as well as owner-occupiers, may apply for grants of up to £5,000 off of the installation of all other other um, sources of energy, such as air source heat pumps, um, biomass boilers, and it's up to £6,000 off of the cost and installation of ground source heat pumps. So these are available from now up until 2025. So these are the sort of things that are available to you. You've got to obviously meet certain criteria, but... They are making them accessible, but what we can find from the last green deal that we kind of had a, an experience of in the last couple of years is this: the installers. There's not a lot of installers actually down here in the Cornwall area, Devon and Cornwall area. And as such, you need to get yourself booked in there and get on that on that kind of list as soon as you possibly can. So you won't physically get the cash. The idea is that the installers are all part of the grants. They're registered, mm -hmm. so they'll come in, price it, and they'll say, well, look, this is the overall price. Once we deduct what you're available and eligible for in the grant, this is all you've got to pay. Keeps things police then, doesn't yeah, it? Exactly. So the money is being spent on And what what, what what I quite like the idea of is actually these these installers are they don't just get given the money. They could be – you can't just have Bill and Ben just come in and start and bob the bill. They just rock up and <laughs> – I've got no accreditation. I've got Dan and James are coming to your house to install your boiler because I'm going to get six grand off the government if we do this, James. No, we they are actually getting um, regulated as much as they possibly can. So they have to prove, they have to have photos, they have to prove the installation is done um, as per the manufacturer's guidance and stuff like that. So it, it appears to be done quite well. So the idea here and what I'm just trying to share with you guys is that these grants are available. So... Hybrid heat pump systems, these are also available. So this is like a combination of a gas boiler and an air source heat pump. 
So those sort of um, hybrid systems, they're not eligible, but the grants are available for air source heat pumps, biomass boilers, ground source heat pumps. Uh, this includes water source heat pumps and um, and shared ground loops. So there's lots of opportunities there for you to get some um, some, some cash to help. Now, another article um, that gives you a little bit more information on the types of different grants are available i've also got from zoopla so again this link is in the show notes but this one um, simply just says look there's free money available for you to make your home more energy efficient now there's several home improvement schemes available currently now you can use these to help reduce your energy bills which i've mentioned now energy companies are paying for the insulation the glazing new boilers as well wow. for people to claim um, these benefits under their new schemes and they're trying to encourage people to do this so there's boiler upgrade schemes so they're offering owners, as I say, £5,000 towards the cost of buying and, and installing their new boilers or air source heat pumps or a biomass boiler. Um, grants are averaging generally around £10,000 you can get up to. Wow. Um, and these are available for certain households that make the, the improvements. So and this is all under the Green Homes Grant Local Authority Delivery Scheme. So it's all incentivized by government, council, etc. So just going to quickly reel off a num- the, the headlines of the types of grants that are available. So you can get free loft and cavity wall insulation. You can get boiler upgrades. The free wall and loft cavity insulation, um, you can get nearly £600 a year <coughs> saved if you if you do that. Um, boiler upgrades, you can get up to £5,000 support for there. The Green Homes Grant. The Green Homes Grant was a government scheme. Now, they give you vouchers of up to £5,000, and the money is covered up in like two-thirds of the cost, generally, of the improvements that you're doing on your home. So if someone in a household receives certain benefits, though, they could actually get 100% of the cost paid. So that's up to like £10,000 of the cost saved. So there's some, they're chucking some money out of this, actually. And then there's a solar PV installation scheme as well. So having PV, so photovoltaic, photovoltaics, I think I'm pronouncing it right, but basically solar panels. So if you are having solar panels installed in your home, you can slash your energy bills to almost nothing, but installing panels is quite pricey. It's generally around like £6,000. So energy companies are actually trying to offer free solar installs on properties too. So homeowners can obviously make use of this. So again, there's lots out there. I won't bore you any more of this, but I just wanted to make you guys aware that these are the sorts of things that you could do to make your properties, one, more efficient, safer, healthier for your tenants or yourself if you're if your own place. And also it's going to increase the value of them too. Uh, and i'm sure james will know if he hasn't i'm sorry if you have mate but there's a lot of mortgage incentives now for greener properties are you touched on that today uh i'm not today but i was going to make some comments uh, absolutely yeah so again i apologize i've just rabbited on for a good amount of time because i've got a bit quite passionate about that but um yeah i don't know i know your thoughts already james but if there's anything you want to add on that at all then obviously no i think i think it's you know it's great there are these incentives there and the government is you know coughing up money uh we only looked at on episode 27 when we were talking about Richie Sunak giving the average household towards the end of the year 400 pounds 600 pounds for the more vulnerable uh but it's it's this is probably a really good time to be, you know, not for the right reasons, really, but it, it is a good time to be introducing this because people are probably more incentivized just mm. because of the cost of living. They're like thinking, hang on a minute, you know, energy bills have doubled, if not soon to be, it's soon to be even more so. So people are like, look, I know this is, uh, this is sort of, this is for long term game, but my only worry with this is that although we're being incentivized with help, 
who has that type of money you know people are struggling to live at the moment we know that especially in cornwall you know they just can't they can't pay the bills you know who's got savings to even you know put this in you know to, to put some money up that's my only concern with it but you know we, we, we kind of everything for free but they are trying to incentivize and you know get people to do this and i think where people look at you know they're gonna have a warmer home it's going to be worth more money they're going to get better mortgage deals uh, and just the cost of living and inflation is so high at the moment they're going to think long-term investment let's just get this done um, well, and also that well the regulations are changing so if your property does not meet this, these criteria of c's so currently it's a d it has to be a, a d to be um is it an e, a d or a d to be let out currently i can't remember my head now but as of 2025 i think it's december 2025 if it's not a c rating you can't let your property out so <laughs> I mean, yeah they're gonna yeah. some interesting times with mm. cornwall property might especially sort of older properties yeah. with the you know a granite property uh, with no inner skin or it's, no uh, gas as well no, yeah. it's going to be going to be tricky but you know we are trying to be greener and to have better quality of living so it is sure. going in the right direction but it's going to get worse before it gets better so okay so i will have a look on my side of the fence so i found um an article here uh, on mortgagestrategy.co.uk. Uh, uh, my headline here was Landlords View Growing Buy-to-Let Sector as Pension Investments. Uh, this was done on the EPL survey. And the article went on to say that most landlords see their properties as pension investments, according to the latest English private landlord survey that was done throughout the whole of uh, 2021. So all the results are sort of coming through now uh, this first quarter. Um, and it finds that 54% of landlords consider their properties a long-term investment to contribute to their pension, uh, points out the report published by the Department of Leveling Up Housing and Communities. This figure rises to 58% among buy-to-let owners, which is quite interesting as well there. The number of private rated homes in the country jumped by 45% between 2008-2009, so last recession really, and 2020 to 2021 to 4.4 million households. The private rented sector is now the second largest tenure in England, containing 19% of all households compared to 14% uh, back in 2008 and 2009. So... I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but historically, lots of people have seen properties as a good, you know, pension pot where hopefully in 25, 30, 40 years, the property would be completely paid off. Rents will have doubled by then and they've got a nice little uh, earning scheme there. But uh, not sure what your thoughts are on that. Well, I know. Well, it's a no-brainer. We've been drumming it for year, for year. Well, that's why we're in property, isn't it? We Not necessarily a pension pot, but we do it for, obviously, for our living. It's, it's, it's our month. Pot. <laughs> it's our living pot. It's, it's what we do, and it's yeah, hundred percent. Property goes up in value. It's, it's fact, and hold it for long term. It's only going to go up in, in value. So if you've got money to park, hundred percent. I would always park. I would always drum the the putting it in property uh, drum. Um, so yeah, hundred percent. I'm not surprised with that at all. Price Absolutely. And, you know, as we've, uh, you know, been talking so much about energy prices, inflation, that type of stuff, if we, uh, you know, you look at what you're getting from the government now as a pensioner, for example, mm -hmm. uh, you're not working anymore, you've retired at 70 or, or whenever it is 65 and uh you know you're getting that money from the government is that going to cut the mustard with the bills with the way things are going at the moment i think it's an element of control as well for me I, it's just definitely the fact that i've got the money i know where the money is i can access the money if i really needed to in terms of selling the property or whatever so yeah i, I just 
it's the control side of things and I know where it is pension uh, I don't trust I'm ever going to get one <laughs> I'm entirely honest with you it's, uh, yeah, absolutely that's why it's, property is a good vehicle uh, for that you know not without its risks you know property does have its well, so risks we are 20, but, 21, 22 aren't we so yeah that's it so, so yeah we should be covered by it but uh, no definitely it's a long-term investment long-term game as we always say sure. um so talking of renting I found another interesting article uh, actually on the BBC uh, here with the headline cost of living renters search for tenancies with bills included. I swear down we were only talking about this uh, a few weeks ago mm. that this was going to become more popular because people just know one price. They know where they are, and then all they've got to do is their other things like food, etc. It's like fixing um, your bills, isn't it? It's fixing your price. And they know where they are. You know, I know a lot of people have a lot of anxiety at the moment that historically it's been like, oh well, I know my you know, my electric bill is gonna be somewhere between sixty pounds and eighty pounds. It always falls between there. Depends if you've got a lovely hot tub or not. Maybe some of you have. Uh but it's it's now it's unknown. I don't know how much it's gonna be by the end of the year. Two hundred, two ten. You know, it's it's worrying that people yeah are not benchmarking that with their salaries. Their salaries aren't going up at the same time. So it is quite a frightening time. So there's no wonder this is quite a popular thing. So the property website said inquiries for build to rent homes with bills included had, has risen, here we go, by 36% over the past year. Big numbers, but again, doesn't surprise me. Millions of people are facing rising domestic gas and electric bills as the cost of living soars the prospect of further rises will have increased demand for all rent existing pressure on tenants finances comes as the average monthly rent being advertised across britain excluding london was a record 1088 pounds in the first three months of the year that was an 11 percent annual increase um right move said i mean that's quite big figures isn't it dan yeah big very time very big and no surprise that what would I want to be doing? Yeah. Fix that price. Fix it. Let me know what I'm paying every month. Absolutely. Uh, just some final figures that I had on here. Nearly two thirds, 63% of landlords told Rightmove they have kept rent the same for their tenants over the past year. Well done you for helping. Uh, and then with the remaining 37% saying that they have increased their rent. But, you know, that also might be, you know, houses of multiple occupancy uh, where you've got a house share. And, you know, as the bills have gone up, as we've said in previous podcasts, where does the buck lie with the tenants? Because the bills are going up. Yeah. And uh, I've got HMOs as well. And I've, I've don't want to, I've got good tenants. I don't, I don't want to rock the boat. I know it's difficult for them. I can still pay the bills. Um, it's obviously a lot tighter, but mm. I vowed that I'm not going to increase the rents. If they move on, then at that point, that's my opportunity to then bring the rents in line where they need to be. But no, I, I yeah, true believe of that. And I think that the, the tenants value that. And for as long as the bills don't keep going up um, and we can justify it, then I'd like to obviously help we can. So I think, yeah, it's, it's in your interest, isn't it, to, to keep good tenants. It's, it works both ways. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So Probably. now we come on to the uh, part of the uh, show where we look at some uh, interesting properties. So, Dan, you've got a uh, commercial property for us, haven't you? I have. Here Tell you us go. more. For sure. So if you're on YouTube, you can view this as we're talking through it. If you're not and you're listening on an audio device, obviously you can access the links to these properties on the show notes. So my property is on 4th Street in St. Austell. It's a commercial property over three floors, actually. So the ground floor is a typical shop, but above it's the kind of stereotypical, as you'd expect in these older commercial properties, it's all office space and storage space. But there's a lot of it here. So for £170,000 on with May, Wetter and Grows in St. Austell, you have got a great potential development opportunity here. So it is, again, it's a 
shut down shop on the ground floor again you could update that and try and get a lease in there for for something there are smaller little retailers that are interested as well but just test the market speak to some local commercial agents if you like um and what i'd recommend then also is then just just looking at the space you've got upstairs so you've got 390 square meters so to give you an idea for regulation state like you to get a one bedroom apartment generally for minimum standard requirements you need to be around 37 for a studio 39 for a one bed apartment square meters that is sorry so you kind of do the numbers if you say that 390 90 square meters take away maybe 20 percent for communal uh, communal areas or you've got to get stairways and lobbies in there that leaves you then uh, a workable floor coverage space that you could um, convert into a number of apartments that's generally the sort of back of the fag packet maths that i would look at initially to see well, you know what what the numbers like so yeah if you're looking at the pictures here it's just a, it's just a massive warehouse what i like about it is that there's not a lot to rip out really um, it's not like you've got loads of kind of solid walls everywhere it's it's a big open space which allows you just to start getting creative and there's also a, a potentially a, a natural lobby area too but you've got to remember all the windows are on the external walls and you can see from the picture that if i'm looking at now or if you flick onto page uh, image 16 of 25 you can see there's like a, a lobby area but all the windows are within that lobby area but if you've got bedrooms and things they need to have natural light so Typically, you're going to be wanting your, your main living room mm. and your bedrooms off the external walls. So, mm. yeah, there's things you're going to be thinking about. Obviously, you're going to ex- upgrade external <clears> walls. But in essence, there's a great opportunity there if someone was interested in, again, why are we looking at this? It's an empty property mm. in Cornwall that could help house and create quite a few homes. Absolutely. Um, and right being in the town centre, there, I think it's quite generous that they've got two parking spaces out the rear. Quite yeah. rare, really, for high street properties like that. And it's, it looks quite good, but it looks like end of sort of terrace sort of gig Yeah, there. this is, it's not far off the main road, to be fair, where the church is in Sonostal. Yeah, probably around well. the back there, isn't it? It is indeed, yeah. Nice. So yeah, stores, with, and it's also got rear access too, so you haven't got to walk around the front to get in, which is even better. So you could separate the, the shop at the front and then just have all upstairs as commercial, uh, sorry, residential. But yeah, so that was my one. 170,000 on with Mayweather and Grows, and uh, it has been on for, uh, in, well, it came on in the last couple of weeks, I believe. Nice. So, James, what have you got for us? So, I have managed to find us uh, quite nice. I, mm. I don't know. I don't like to say too good to be true, but this seems like really good value to me. Uh, this is a first floor uh, two bedroom flat on Wayne House Corner in Bude. That's on that lovely long rolling countryside road um, towards Devon, but not quite. Uh, across the border there 120,000 it's on with Webbers uh, two bed like I say it's in need of refurbishment but I would say by looking at the pictures it's fairly light refurb uh, really nothing too drastic kitchen bathroom uh, potentially flooring uh, depending how bad it is uh, in there it's an easy walk to village amenities so it's in quite a nice quiet little um, uh, location it says on here excellent first time buyer uh, definitely at that price for sure or rental investment uh, uh, opportunity uh, currently vacant uh, at the moment but yeah i think this is a a really good buy here the only thing i would say on it it was added um on the 27th of january this year so it's been on quite a long time with our you know housing market on the rise and boom and a good deal one thing i would check out and i don't know what it is on this one it is the lease how many years are remaining on that lease uh, generally you kind of want to be in triple figures on a lease really um uh, you don't want two lower numbers on there, but thoughts, Dan? Pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, it seems, uh, yeah, it's cheap, isn't it? Again, you don't know. It's well worth. These are the situations where it's well worth just picking the phone up and calling the agent and just saying, like, what, "What's the story?" 
Uh, mm. Tell me a little bit more. Like, may, maybe this was going through and it's just fallen out of bed. Uh, and it's they've just taken the sold subject to contract label off it, perhaps. I don't know. But definitely worth just giving a call. I'm just on the uh, the actual brochure here on my side just to see if I can see what the lease terms are. But it doesn't seem to be very clear or obvious. So that's a, a good shout, James. Worth just asking the vendor. But again, this is on with Weber's Property Services imbued. Give them a shout. 122 asking, uh, thousand asking price. And uh yeah, if you like blue walls, this is for you. Absolutely. I, I just think that's really, really good value. And although we just talked about the lease, and that might well be that you maybe you have 30 years left on the lease, but don't, don't be too deterred by that because uh, you can actually create new leases. can be sort of, you know, in the region five to 10,000, uh, depending on, you know, where you're doing it. Obviously, you have to get your right homework done and, and quotes, but on the price of it, you might be able to, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if you had to get a new lease, but check it out. I think that's a really good buy, personally. Yep. Just simply factor the costs into to the development. So, Absolutely. Brilliant. Well, that's it from us today. Um, I hope you've enjoyed that. I hope you've got some value from the podcast. If you've got any questions, you're obviously more than welcome to get in touch with us. But uh, James, how can people do that? As always, go to our Facebook page. It's where most of you do go. But also, uh, if you want to go to our website and have a look around, you go to cornwallpropertypodcast.com. Go to the first page there and scroll down to the bottom where you can insert a message and we will endeavour to get back to you as soon as possible. Definitely. Thank you ever so much for your time, guys. Thank you for listening and I look forward to catching you again next week on the Cornwall Property Podcast. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Bye-bye now. (laughs) 